Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Wednesday, August 30, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? What we have on the docket today is a continuation of yesterday. We had what's called in the trading parlance follow through. We're into a three-day holiday weekend coming up. Markets have a tendency to float up into these three-day holiday weekends. Again, I wasn't expecting the market to be up every day this week. However, markets have a tendency to float up into the three-day holiday weekend. Take that at face value. Let's be the umpire calling balls and strikes, and let's look at a couple of probable targets and then we'll look at the other side and the what-if type of scenario. You might want to get out your sticky notes. Here's one for you, 453.35. Why is that important? Well, let's just look at it logically. The market traded around this area, threatening to break out once again or at least go higher, and then it broke down. Okay, fair enough. When we look a little deeper in this area, we have two things. We have a gap up here, and the gap is officially at 456.48. But then we have the window to the world, the window to the gap where there's white space in between the high of this breakdown candle and the high is 453.52. And so up in this neighborhood is a likely, and we'll just use the term, probabilistic target we don't know exactly the market will get there but it's a target now let's understand the definition of a target a target is a place the market is likely headed to and once it gets close it's likely to get drawn in does a target mean short trade not all the time not all short trades are created equal. Not all targets are created equal. Some targets are a stone cold short. Other targets are just a target. What happens if she gets above 453.50, let's say? Well, she gets into no man's land and she starts working her way up towards the gap. Is there a guarantee she gets to 453.35? No, of course not. However, Markets have a tendency to float up into the three-day holiday weekend, and we'll leave it at a likely target. What about the flip-around situation? Let's just say, for argument's sake, you wake up Thursday morning, and you've got some kind of a gap-lower opening going on. The first order of businesses below today's low wouldn't be a good thing for the bull case. You've got this big-time breakup candle, and a garden variety retracement inside that candle would be normal, also garden variety market activity. She's going to have a pullback slash retracement from somewhere. The question is, does it happen before the first target, before the target of 453.35, or does it happen after or even from a higher price? We don't know the answer to that, but these are the questions you need to pose to yourself when analyzing the situation. Tomorrow happens to be what we call an on-time type of situation. It doesn't mean the market has to turn around tomorrow. It means tomorrow is an on-time type of situation. So the way I use that information 
is I take that, that is our time component. Time is more important than price, but what happens when time converges with price or price converges with time and you have two important things converging at the same time and price, guess what? It's a recipe for a potential, we'll call it reaction in the other direction in the market. Now, already a couple of times, maybe even three times already, I said markets have a tendency to float up into a three-day holiday weekend. There's a method to the madness. I'm not trying to beat a dead horse, but I'm trying to make a point, and I want to switch gears for a second. Here we go again. I just want to point something out. This is the Lazy Swing Trader close list. Again, we had three more stocks close profit targets. We had Apple hit a second profit target. We had Garmin hit a target for 6%, and we had Spotify hit a target for 11.5%. These were all trades opened recently. These were all long trades in the pullback with the idea that markets would trade up into a three-day holiday weekend, hence covering the short along with it to boot. Apples, yeah, we love them apples. You could see more of the closed list at LazySwingTrader.com if you'd like. Just a little housekeeping for my Lazy Swing Trader members. I wouldn't expect too many new entries between now and the Labor Day weekend into early next week. We kind of got what we were looking for leading into the end of August. We'll take it and we'll move on. Base hits put you in the Hall of Fame. We had nine profit targets hit this week. Three on Monday, three on Tuesday, three on today. Might as well continue to bore the people that don't care with this kind of stuff. About inside the numbers, did anybody make money today? Well, inside the numbers, live room members, we had a couple of shorts, we had a longer two, we had some stocks on the move, we had what's called something for everybody. You can read the notes, go back to the chart, and double-check the work. What I'm going to do is point out a few things, and then I'll leave the rest to those that are interested to do the homework. It's all in here. Support, resistance, comment, the setup, the deal, profit targets, all that stuff. Speaking of the deal, 9.15 post before the opening bell. If they drop them a little, we're looking to buy 448.65. They didn't do that. They went the other way. So guess what? How about a short? Giving you both sides of the tape. We're looking for the morning trade. That's our objective first thing in the morning. During the morning rush hour, we're looking for what generally speaking is our morning trade, which is a counter trend change generally picking up the pieces on a shakeout operation. Today, instead of a shakeout, it was a Johnny-come-lately operation. Traders chase the tape, they hit resistance, they pull back. Traders that chase the tape get a pie in the face, we get a positive trade. That's the way it generally works. How about a short? 450.35 to 451.15 is the zone for a reaction back in the other direction. We think better in pictures. Right of the vertical is today's activity. You can see the two lines on the screen, 450.35, 451.15. So check this out. First candle of the day, the high in this candle was exactly 450.36. So we had some traders book a base hit there, five points, whatever it was. Our scalps are five to seven points. We had a plethora of profits in the live room on that one. 
Then what happened? They went to the second number. They spiked it up a little bit. Then they did what? They rolled over, came right back down, and did the deal, gave you the trade. We had several traders with what we call buku profits in the morning trade. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. You see, they got the showtime zone, short scalp with potential, and the scalp portion is over. Nice trade. They're floating, and our trade is over for all intents and purposes. That was the first trade. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart to double check the work. It's all in here. Everything you need to be successful in the markets, if you follow the rules, if you follow instructions, if you follow the numbers, this is here for the taking. After the morning trade, what comes to mind? Torture time number one, which we don't wanna necessarily short the market around lunchtime in the early afternoon time. The market tends to float around and I like to call it the torture trade. Never short a dull tape comes into mind. That's an old trader adage. I don't have the patent on that one. And oh, by the way, markets have a tendency to float up into the three-day holiday weekend. We want our pound of flesh during the morning rush hour. This is, after all, a morning business. It's like a store, and I tell the traders in the live room this all the time. It's like a store. It's open all day long. Doesn't mean you have to shop there all day long. You go there, you get what you need, you pay for it, and you get out. The market's very similar. You show up early in the morning, you get your pound of flesh, you book your profit, and you go about your business. Just because the market's open all day doesn't mean you need to try and trade it all day. That's a recipe for disaster in most cases. What about stocks on the move? We had four on the board, three hit their entry objective, so we'll take a look at those charts. Amberella did not. It's a no trade. It's what we call off the board. First up, Brown Foreman getting a buzz cut at the opening bell. Came up short of the first number, did the deal. That technically takes the first number off the table in the spirit of the manner in which, but the second number would be an active trade opportunity. 6509, they come down to it, spike it, turn right back around and go where? Back to the first number, providing the necessary base hit requirement. The numbers work. And by the way, so does the process. About Box getting its buzz cut at the open, came close in the opening part of the day, bounced away, bounced around, but then it basically went sideways all day, which takes the number 2710 off the table because A, nobody's taking that trade into the closing bell, and two, it's not in the manner in which. So this one was officially off the table. How about HP or HPQ? Haircut at the opening bell, comes into the first number, 28.15, spikes it by a few pennies, bounces back in the other direction, provides what? The base hit. Base hits put you where? Into the Hall of Fame. What's going on over in Camp IWM? Well, you see a 190.60 on the board. I think that's a good target for this week if they're going to continue floating up for Camp IWM. Right now, we're in the it's all the same market type of situation. They're all going to float up into the holiday weekend or they're not. and They're all going to sell off, but they're all going to move together. Not necessarily in the same magnitude, not all day, every day. But for the most part, all the markets are trading together at present. Just as a reminder, you look at the long term chart and we've looked at this monthly chart quite a bit. But technically speaking, even though they started breaking the chain here, they never really got above this zone. 
And essentially, you still have a channel here that we can draw like this. So this is a channel which kind of creates, not kind of, creates, whoops, wrong tool. It creates one of these bearish, flaggish kind of situations. You have a move down, and all of a sudden, you have this channel. Now, if they break above the channel, that's one thing. If they can't and they go back to the bottom end, what are they susceptible to do? They're susceptible to break the downside. We don't know which one is going to happen, but they're still trading in a long-term channel in Camp IWM. The bulls and the bears are having color war in Camp IWM. Trannies, the folks down at the transportation department, booted Jedge into the 20-period moving average, and that was all she wrote today. That's normal garden variety. When stocks or markets or charts in general get close to important stuff and moving average a lot of times will be an important thing. And when they get close, they end up getting sucked in more often than not. Get above the 20, start closing candles above the 20. They'll be above all the moving averages. And the trend is your friend until what? She throws your crap out the window. 16,180. Put it on a sticky note. Why? Because if she does get above the 20, they're going to go to 16,180 pretty quick. What about the Q people? What's the like place for the Qs that we talked about in the SPY? Well, you have the same candle. The high here is 379 and a quarter, give or take. The high today was 377.45. They're not that far. It's not out of the question they get there or even higher this week. Can they fill the gap this week? They can. We don't know they will, but there's no reason they cannot. Markets have a tendency to float up into three-day holiday weekends. What about the financials? How about two days closing above that 20-period moving average? How about an on-time type of situation with a sign or signal of a trend change after testing a breakdown candle high? How about them apples? And let me point out what I'm talking about, what I said so fast. Here's your breakdown candle high. Tested it, couldn't close above it just yet. On time type of situation, sign or signal of a trend change. You can kind of put two and two together, but if you don't know what I'm talking about, it's in the course, lazy e-mini trader. It's part of the foundation of what's taught in there. They have not filled this gap up here. They came close today. Coming close and not doing it is a choice. They could have if they wanted to. There's no accidents or coincidences in the market. Maybe they do it by the end of the week. However, they're competing with the other stuff. They're competing with the breakdown candle high, sign or signal of a trend change on time type of situation. Markets have a tendency to float up into a three-day holiday weekend. You have competing stuff. What about Smash Mouth? What are they doing? Well, they're working on this breakdown candle high, 156.59. If they can get above and close above, guess what? There's some bullish energy that'll likely be released to where? 160, give or take. It's not that far away, but yet, it's still a nice little pop higher for Smash Mouth. If they can't, meaning cannot, get above the breakdown candle high, it will have been what? A test of a breakdown candle high. First time, best time. They're just arriving there today. We'll see what happens during the rest of the week. Remember, markets have a tendency to float up into the three-day holiday weekend. By the way, if I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you, without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. 
I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.